where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. How, how are you doing, James? I'm doing all right, John. Yeah, we're still recording in isolation. Might have changed by the time you listen to this. Might be fine. Might not. We don't know. Either way, we're still bringing the pub to you. Quite a good episode today. We're looking at episode 18 of series three, Barber. Exactly. This episode aired on Valentine's Day, 1985. It's not a very romantic episode, though. Not a very romantic episode, but it does have a wedding of sorts. Maybe. Who knows? Either way, romance could be in the air. (laughs) That was the first draft of the song from The Lion King. Can you feel the possible love in the air tonight? (laughs) The faint faint mist of of love, yeah. But no, this is a a nice one. (laughs) It was written by uh, Jim Parker, who I don't believe has written for the show before, and directed by James Burroughs, who uh, I'm pretty certain has done something for the show before. He sounds familiar, yes. Should we kick it off with the cold opening, James? I think we should. Cliff and Norm are arguing over Chekhov's The Cherry Orchard or Ibsen's The Master Builder, which Diane, being the lover of plays and drama that she is, she hooks onto that and goes, are you discussing plays, gentlemen? Perhaps I can be of assistance. And then it turns out that they weren't discussing the content of said plays. They were just discussing or arguing over what Diane was watching on TV when Norm stuffed his face full of cheese doodles and whistled the way we were. No, in Norm, it could have been both of these. Ibsen. And it was taco chips. Yep, yeah, let's go. All right, all right. I don't know much about these plays. I only know the cherry orchard features like a famous line which just sort of says the noise happens or a noise. Yeah, I've not seen either of these plays. I like Chekhov. I've seen The Seagull and it's a good play, but quite a dark one, quite a dark and sinister one. It's where the phrase Chekhov's gun originated. Oh, because there's a gun in it and you know it's going to be shot at some point? Yeah. Chekhov's ideology was don't put something in there if it's not relevant or useful. So... Don't tell people or show people there's a gun if the gun isn't going to go off. Okay. I wonder how we can sort of appropriate that idea into this episode. Well, it's interesting you say that because when this cold open finishes, one of the first things that we learn is that a guy, Eddie Gordon, has arrived at the bar, played by Michael Richards of Seinfeld fame. Why I bring it up is that it turns out that when Sam was on the wagon at the start of season three... Off the wagon, off the wagon. Off the wagon. (laughs) He was so off the wagon, he thought he was driving it. (laughs) When he was off the wagon at the start of season three, he made a bet with this man, Eddie Gordon. And it's to whether he could marry the actress Jacqueline Bissett by midnight of this episode, Bar Bet. Why I say this is relevant to Chekhov's gun is that it tied into a much earlier storyline. So it's that setup and payoff. Earlier episode being first episode of this season? Exactly. Rebound part one. You've mentioned Jacqueline Bissett. She was in Airport, 1970. Day for Night, 1973. And she was in Murder on the Orient Express. She first came to prominence in 1968 with the roles in The Detective, Bullet and The Sweet Ride, for which she received a most promising newcomer Golden Globe nomination. This is the, I'm guessing, someone that Sam has a bit of admiration for. Celebrity crush, maybe. Yeah. And uh, his bar bet title of the episode is that he will marry her. How do you think he's going on the bet? 
Well, I think he forgot about it until this day. And he did. That's obvious. Two days deadline? Day deadline? Something like that, yeah. It's very, very quick. He has to find Jacqueline Bissett and convince her to marry him within that short deadline. I think it's worth noting, though, the last wedding that could have taken place in Cheers was Coach's wedding. And Coach isn't in this episode. He's credited, but he does not appear. His absence is explained by the fact that he had to go and get his driver's license renewed and he'll be back next week. He's taken the test in Vermont. Because he hears it's easier there. Exactly. There have been quite a few weddings in there, Cheers, or like near weddings. It's a romantic bar. Well, is it? <laughs> We've heard the ballad of that couple who, you know, had their whole romantic story in there. There's been a lot of sort of sham weddings as well. Diane and Sam nearly got married so that Diane's mum could keep her fortune. Yeah, it seems like a disproportionate amount of weddings and cheers are for financial reasons. <laughs> I think in three seasons, there's been like three robberies at gunpoint and three weddings or near weddings. No, no actual weddings. Three near weddings and a funeral directed by James Burroughs. <laughs> So when Sam realises this, he kind of steps into action to try and win the bet. And I think it's Cliff has a good idea, who says, find a different Jacqueline Bissett. In theory, pretty good idea. Still, the deadline's pretty close, you know. How are they going to go about it? How are they going to find a Jacqueline Bissett? Well, I'll tell you how, John. Google. The only way they could in the 80s, cracking out all them phone books. Yeah, the page has never been so busy. As a bit of research for this, I searched Jacqueline Bissett in uh, Facebook. Loads of people came up. See, it's pretty easy now. I would have thought it would be less common. Jacqueline or Jackie is not as common a name now, I would have thought. Yeah, but with the power of Facebook, you can find that you're searching the globe, but they were limited to local. They, yeah, they find a couple though. They do. They find an elderly woman who's been married for 40 years or something. I think it was more. I have a feeling she was like 90. Carl goes, she's married, Sam. And Sam goes... She happily married and she goes, I didn't check. But eventually they do find someone and uh, Cliff on the phone, he finds a sort of country girl. I don't know where she's from, somewhere south. If I remember correctly, it's Nebraska. But I suppose that's a question for our listeners. Which state is this Jacqueline Bissett from? Cliff manages to convince her to come up to Boston or down to Boston or left or right to Boston. We don't know where she's from by saying that she's won a radio prize giveaway and she's got sort of an all-inclusive trip to Boston to see the sights and have a tour of the city. And then he has to also throw in a car and a washing machine yeah. and <laughs> anything else you can win on a game show. Or risk it all. <laughs> or you could risk it all and get Sam. <laughs> they used to give away weekends a lot as prizes in 80s and 90s game shows. You noticed that? Yeah, like a, a weekend. Not a weekend doing anything particularly good. You win an equestrian weekend. You like horse riding? Never been. Well, you will. You will like horse riding after 48 <laughs> hours of it. You, you've won afternoon tea. That used to be a prize. I wouldn't mind that. Cakes. Yeah, but is that really like a prize-worthy kind of thing? Here's some tea and scones. Nah. I wouldn't complain. I would. I'd risk all mystery box. <laughs> Should we battle through the cast then? Yeah, let's go for the cast. As we've said, Michael Richards appears as Eddie Gordon, Sam's drinking buddy from way back when. He has also had a recurring role of Bill Wolf in St. Elsewhere, which is a great name. He appeared in Hill Street Blues and Miami Vice. He appeared in The Larry Sanders Show and Curb Your Enthusiasm as himself, but he is most well known as Kramer 
in Seinfeld, a role he also played for an episode of Mad About You. Now, we've talked about the um, St. Elsewhere universe, the Tommy Westfall universe. Mm -hmm. Not only was Michael Richards in St. Elsewhere as Bill Wolf, he appeared in Seinfeld and Mad About You as the same character. Characters in Mad About You also appeared in Friends. So it's all connected, John. It's all connected, but slightly different, though, because he plays different people sometimes. Yeah. Bill Wolf or Kramer. Ah, it's getting messy. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. It's, it's too messy. Yeah, he can't be connected, <laughs> but also different. That makes sense. It does make sense, but people look like people. You've got me there. <laughs> people <laughs> look like people. Some quotes of knowledge there, James. <laughs> we have Laurie Walters as Jacqueline Bissett. She also appeared in Happy Days, The Love Boat, Chips, and was one of the main cast members on Eight is Enough. We also have Thomas Babson as Tom Sherry. This is the first episode where his surname is given. His surname's Sherry. Didn't know that. Now we do. Sherry's also a drink. Does he have any major part in this episode? Oh yeah, of course he does. He reads the uh, not real contract kind of thing. It was a wager, etc, etc. One of the parties was drunk. Doesn't count. Dean Dittman reprises his role as Harrison Fiedler from season one, episode 20, Someone Single, Someone Blue, which was the aforementioned episode where Diane has to get married for the sake of her mother's estate. Because he's a priest. Exactly. He's the wedding man. Who is the officiator for Coach's wedding? Did they turn up? I don't think so. I think the only one who turned up for Coach's wedding was Coach. <laughs> Al Rosen appears as Al. Sinatra. Exactly. It's not really an episode of Cheers without Al. This should be retitled to The Al Show. <laughs> I'd watch. Al in the family. Al's enough. You can call me Al. <laughs> We're accepting any submissions, by the way, for the Al-centred spin-off. I think that shit might have sailed. So in the episode, Jacqueline Bissett does arrive. Sam's plans coming together to marry Jacqueline Bissett. He's going to win his bet, but he has to convince her first. And that's when he takes her off a grand tour of Boston. This is kind of part of the radio prize still? Yeah. It's all a ruse. But they have told her about the bet. that it's hoping that she'll marry him. And she goes, ah, gee, ooh, I, mm, I, mm, nah. And he goes, what about if I show you Boston? And she goes, mm, maybe, maybe, but I'm not promising anything. But I would like to see Boston <laughs> since I'm already here because you told me there was prizes for a radio show. So... What else am I going to do? It's quite an unorthodox trip to Boston, I guess. Yeah, it reminds me of, this was a while ago, it was when the Lone Ranger, the Johnny Depp version, came out. One of the things was, if you buy tickets to see the Lone Ranger, you could win a trip to Utah. And I was looking at it going, yay! Utah! <laughs> Don't know much about Utah, John, to be honest. I'm, I'm guessing that's where they filmed it. You could see all the historic sets from that film. That is true. I would like to think it's what they did in Cheers and the person who did a tour didn't know why you were there. Just kind of went, so I hear you're in Utah. Um, what do you want to see? I, but they didn't really tell us anything, but you're here now. So want to look at the desert? <laughs> I hope it was like that. I'm not disparaging Utah. I have some friends in Utah, lovely people. I've just never been there and don't know much about it. So we just need to learn some more about it. Exactly. We'd like to hear some interesting facts about Utah in this episode, which has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it is our want to meander every so often. <laughs> and we like talking to you guys. So tell us about your home state. Yeah, and not just state, you know, countries as well. Mm. 
So in the episode, Jacqueline, she begins to fall for Sam a little bit, I guess. Enough to be persuaded to marry him. Yeah, she gets swept up in the sort of craziness of it all. She finds out Sam's like a B-list celebrity, C-list celebrity. He's quite well known in the Boston area. But her dad knows him as well, I'm pretty sure she says. So she kind of gets taken aback a bit. She gets a bit excited about it all. And then... Eddie shows back up and Sam's like, hey, Eddie, who's the sucker now? Jacqueline's in my office calling her parents. We're ready to get married, yo. And he just goes, uh, Sam, I, whoa, I didn't think you'd actually go through with marrying some random woman. I don't know why I made him sound like that. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know that it was someone else talking, you know, a different character. I'm trying to think what was in it for Sam, this bet. If Sam lost the bet, Eddie would get the bar. But what would Sam get? Not losing the bar. That's a stupid bet. <laughs> He didn't win anything from it, but he was drunk. No excuse for a bet where you just lose or get nothing. <laughs> He's not a good negotiator, is drunk Sam. Not even sure sober Sam is a great negotiator, but the line it is reminding me of when Eddie showed up and was like, Are you actually going to marry that woman? You bet I am. This is the justice of the peace, Mr. Fiedler. Yes, and father of the miracle baby. <laughs> Give it a rest, will you? Uh, look, uh, Sam, I don't know if it's uh, necessary for you to go to all this trouble. Why, you mean you're going to call the vet off here, Eddie? No, I think he has an arrangement in mind. That's right. Uh, yeah. Maybe you and I can work out some kind of a settlement. And they haggled. Well, you say they haggled. I'll consider uh, dropping the whole matter for maybe uh, five grand. Absolutely not. You're getting nothing from me, Eddie. Okay. All right. Okay, Sam. I'll consider a square if you give me, uh, and a date, free drinks for the rest of my life. Nope. Do it, Sam. I'd almost like to see what would go out with him. <laughs> Besides me, I mean. Well, he kind of grows on you, you know. He ended up with a stuffed olive. That was his winning of bet. There was something interesting happening. Not even side plots, just few little character pieces going on throughout that. Carla initially doesn't take well to Eddie. You know, she thinks he's sleazy and, you know, just trying to take advantage of Sam. Later on in the episode, she expresses feelings for him. And I think Carla has a type. Because of the olives. Well, she likes olives. Yeah, we know that much. But also, Eddie and Nick have similarities. Dark hair. Dark hair, leather jackets, a bit of a swagger. Yeah, I can see that. But I'm trying to remember when he comes into the bar. I mean, she was right. It was kind of bad news. He orders his usual and Sam's like, huh, okay, buddy. And he goes, who is that guy? Mystery person. Sam tries to get to know him. Turns out he already knew him. About a year ago, you bet me your bar that you could marry Jacqueline Bissett by midnight tomorrow. I bet. Oh, come on. Who the hell would. Oh, Eddie Gordon. Ah. <laughs> eh? How the hell are you doing, Eddie? Is he coming back to you, Sam? Yeah, yeah. A little hazy, yeah. But he, he kind of solves the problem through the episode. Eddie kind of goes like, these people are too crazy. I'm Hannah here. Because there was a ridiculousness to it, to the bet itself. But then when they constructed this even more ridiculous way to get out of the bet, Eddie's like, ah, it's, it's, it's not worth it. If you married the actress Jacqueline Bissett, I would have been okay with it, Sam. Not this naive farm girl. That's a bit like that. He realises that Sam kind of will go to any length. It's just a very desperate individual, maybe. I mean, Eddie's a weasel, but I don't think he realised Sam would be such a weasel. He just goes, you're disgusting. I'm taking this olive. But the person who comes off in this episode a bit a bit hard done by, poor Jacqueline Bissett. She's in the office, getting ready for the wedding. The priest is there. She's told her dad that she's getting married and then finds out. She finds out. Eddie's left. Sam has to tell her wedding's cancelled. She seems sort of okay with it. It was more concerned for her parents, that her parents would be disappointed. But she, from memory, just kind of goes... Oh, well, that's a bit of a shame. I guess I'll go home. Doesn't seem that hard done by. Cue theme tune. Yeah. That sounds quite anticlimactic now, actually. 
before we delve into the final conversation, let's talk about Harrison Fiedler a bit. He was late, wasn't he? I mean, we find out that someone else in the bars officiated or certified to officiate. Yeah, Norm. He's got a history. No, Father Peterson. <laughs> Bless him all the beer. It sounds like he, back in his youth or his teenage years, did a, quite a lot of drugs and got ordained. It's the way of an accountant. Which is similar to Reverend Jim in Taxi. Remember Reverend Jim? Is that Christopher Lloyd? It is Christopher Lloyd. So, yeah, I remembered. So that's what it sounded like Norm did, but Harrison Fiedler did show up. The reason he was late was because his wife was giving birth. All the people in the bar just went, we don't care about that. Bit mean. So is it the time pressures? You can't brush it off pretty quick. You wouldn't be late, you just wouldn't show up, wouldn't you? Yeah, if I was asked to officiate a wedding based on a bet, otherwise an ex-baseball player would lose a bar, but my wife was giving birth at the same time, I think I'd prioritise my wife giving birth. Yeah, especially with Father Norm there. Yeah, exactly. You've got someone ordained there. Let him deal with it. It's an entirely hypothetical situation for me. None of these factors have ever been something I've had to encounter. Only hypothetical until it happens. I look forward to it. (laughs) What's the final scene in this episode, James? Jacqueline goes to talk to Diane and she's basically saying, no, I'm glad I kind of got out of that. I dodged a bullet there, Diane. I mean, what kind of woman would get involved with Sam, right? What kind of stupid woman, huh? And she just goes, yeah, bye. (laughs) Bye, Jacqueline. (laughs) (laughs) It's essentially how it ends. So uh, we've got some lovely trivia here, James, on uh, what I thought was quite a good episode. Quite a good all-rounder, quite a bizarre one, but I've got some questions, I'll kick it off. So we said how Eddie uh, asked for his usual, and Sam makes him up a, a different concoction. What does he make him? So Manhattan is Eddie's usual. Correct. So he makes him Manhattan and says, I made you this instead, and Eddie goes, that is my usual. Related to that, if Eddie owned the bar... What food would he serve? And he said this, you know, because Norman Cliff were like, hey, don't you take our bar away? And then Eddie was like, hey, if I owned the bar, I would serve. Pretzels? Norm does like pretzels, but it's not the answer. Mm, something like snack size and crispy. It's definitely crispy. Crisps. <laughs> uh, no, I can tell you. Yes, please. Free chicken wings. Oh, free chicken wings is pretty good. Yeah, I think Snap should have lost the bar. <laughs> Team Eddie for the win. <laughs> so we talked how they managed to coax Jacqueline Bissett to come over down to Boston, up to Boston, wherever she's coming from to Boston, for like a free radio prize. What was promised in the prize? It's quite a few things. Uh, a car? Yeah, Sam said, why not just offer her a car? Well, I did, but she took the cash instead. I'm kidding, So it was airfare, first class, of course, sweet at the Ritz free historical tour and uh, a matching set of luggage. She got some nice bags out of it. We touched on this earlier where it was Sam and Eddie haggling of sorts when the bet was subsiding at the end. Which items did they go through before eventually deciding on the stuffed olive? So there was a free drinks for Eddie and a date for life. Free drinks for just him for a year. Yep, that was another. Just one drink. Yep. And then an olive with a pimento inside. That's correct. It went from owning the bar to five grand to free drinks for him and a date for life, free drinks for him for a year, then one on the house, then a single olive with a pimento in it. Eddie seemed all right with that. Yeah, I mean, small victories. We said earlier they go to the old phone books in order to find contact details for any Jacqueline visits. Cliff 
has a collection of phone books because of the cover art. But can you name one of the artworks? No, oh, I was just yellow, yellow pages. No? Yeah, yellow is not the name of one of the artworks. It was worth a guess. I, I can tell you. Yes, please. Sunrise over Albuquerque. Sounds yellow to me. It's nice, isn't it? Final question. What is the name of the church Norm is ordained with? I know it's not this, but I'm going to say House of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, because I think it's something similar. It's Church of the Living Desert. This is all, all back to Utah, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, as we were talking about, it sounds like he must have taken a lot of peyote and someone gave him a certificate which said, now you're the reverend. Good luck. Don't be alarmed, James. Those aren't wedding bells. They're the last call bells. So what should we be drinking? Maybe a Manhattan side of free chicken wings. I'm liking the sound of that. That's, that's a lovely pairing as well. It is a great pairing. Just like this episode. A great pairing of a great script and a good addition to the cast with our special guest, Michael Richards. I think it was a good addition. It was. For a guest role, he came in, made a big splash uh, and left with an olive. <laughs> I would have liked to see him in like a, a pairing episode with someone like Harry the Hat. Oh, that would have been great. I mean, he's not as good a con man as Harry the Hat. I don't think he's, a, he's even a con man. He just showed up and went, Sam, marry this actress. I, I want the bar. <laughs> you got a good point there. <laughs> there was no trickery. There was just <laughs> demands. Well, and, and we saw where demands get you. Nowhere. Exactly. But I would say good episode. So I'll, I'll take our Manhattans. And should we raise them up, James? What's your, your final thing before we toast and cheers these glasses? I think that although not many people won in this episode, I think what we can say is that we're always happy to come back to this gang at Cheers to see what adventures they get up to, even if we do leave with just an olive. To the olive. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast.